0: Hello and welcome back to Now Screaming, episode sixty nine. Nice. I'm Evan Culbertson and I'm Liz Smart. and we're watching all the horror movies currently streaming on Netflix. So you don't have to. Maybe. Why did you just? <laughs> this stole week, my line. <laughs> we are back. Truly embarrassed. Yeah. We will be talking about a movie, but we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. We have been away.
1: For the longest that we've ever been away in the history of this podcast, yes. Are you positive? Because I think two summers ago we were also away for a really long time. Two months. It's been two months. Yeah, remember when we moved and then we didn't have an episode come out for like the whole summer? I'm just saying this may not be our worst. It's It's the worst because
0: we announced that in advance.
1: No, we didn't. (laughs)
0: Listen. We're sorry. We're very sorry. We were both sick. Intermittently, like separate, like like
1: really times. sick, like genuinely probably the most sick I've been in years, where like my voice was completely gone. I was coughing every thirty seconds.
0: Yeah, it's specifically illness that affected both of our speaking vocal cords, voices. Yeah, but it did not line up at all. So no,
1: it was like a month basically of yeah. both of us being sick. And we also procrastinated, and we're busy with other things. Yes. So in combination, I have a new job. That's... That was a, that was a really big thing because it was the new job. I was like leaving my old job, then the new job first, and then the new job got me really sick, and then I got you really sick. You just sprayed me with beer. That's the kind of episode this is gonna be, baby. <laughs> so basically, we're gonna go about this episode in kind of a different way because we did watch a movie on August twenty eighth in advance of recording for this podcast, that then we never recorded it. But we're gonna talk about it because it wasn't like.
0: For the record, for posterity, it's the last weekend of Oct- or it's the last week of October. Oh yeah. Is when this episode's coming out.
1: <laughs> so he we... watches at the end of August. So two yeah two full months and sadly like two of my favorite months like September and most of October we've we've skipped and it's the best time of the year, so we're sorry that we didn't have content coming out in the autumn for you all but. We're back. We're going to have a good spooky winter.
0: Yeah, I've missed I've missed podcasting.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've been, like, watching horror movies, which I think is good. Yeah, We've been keeping up with our film own... Film in general. Yeah, our film and, our, and stuff in general, but not necessarily for you, the listener. And so we're, we're we're sorry and we're coming back.
0: We did record a six-hour podcast about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend <laughs> in the interim. I forgot that we did
1: that. Oh, boys. Maybe you'll see some of that for you... Uh, Fans of both horror and crazy Girlfriend as we are.
0: So one of the things we'll be talking about this week is the film we rolled on the roulette two months ago, which is Le Manoir.
1: Or The Mansion.
0: Which is a film from 2017. It is French and directed by Tony Dati.
1: It wasn't the worst thing in the world. It wasn't, it wasn't actually the quality of the movie that I think that kept us from recording. Oh, no. Sometimes no, no. that has happened. It was a fine movie. I don't know that it's good. No, although I do think about it. <laughs> Do you really? only because the end is so bananas. Yeah. If you'll recall. Uh it starts out as your typical. I think I wrote down in my notes that it kind of feels like French mind games.
0: Yeah, or French Cabin of the Woods, something like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: something along those lines where like it's all these friends. Some of them most of them know each other really well, but there's some like kind of new people in the mix. Um, which I think is why it feels like actually that's that's kind of the Woods too, isn't it? Uh but then they go to this, like, big mansion that one of them is rented out for New Year's. The titular manoir. Yes. Uh, there's a girl and her boyfriend who are kind of, like, in charge of the whole thing. They're the ones who have been, like, organizing it and they, like, presumably rented out the mansion and, like, they She has a little clipboard of, like, who's rooming with everybody and they're kind of the, like, emotional push for part of it because they have this, like, beautiful relationship that everyone's kind of trying to emulate and, like... That's their whole thing.
0: Yeah, I do think before we get into more plot, uh, to set some some background, this is uh, Tony Dantes' first like feature-length film. Um, he directed like the music video for "Wide Awake" by Katy Perry. Oh my god! And Skrillex's "Bangerang."
1: That's really funny.
0: And the entire cast of this movie—it's been a while, but it's been a while. <laughs> the I think the entire cast, if not the majority of it, are Frenchy like YouTube. And social media stars. Yes. So this movie, I, I just to kind of set up what it is. It's definitely a horror comedy. Yes. But it's it's kind of basically on the level of like a scary movie.
1: Kind yeah, of it's almost like a joke.
0: A lot of like parody. gross out, yeah, and like really direct parody references.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to imagine if like a horror movie came out that starred like. Logan Paul, and James Charles, and like...
0: Jenna Marbles. Jenna
1: Marbles. Oh my god. I'd actually love to watch that movie. If Jenna Marbles was like the murderer and she killed all the rest of them, that'd be Perfect. So
0: (laughs) imagine the the kids in France, the youths, youths. who are like so psyched about this.
1: Yeah, because it's like a meme. It's just one big meme, basically. But
0: it means for us that we don't have, those of us who don't speak French or pay attention to French YouTube... um, don't have, like, context for why it's fun that these people are playing these characters. There's a whole subplot about the R&B singer Willie Denzi. Oh, yeah. Who I have never heard of. It
1: was totally lost
0: on us. Is a French, like, he makes a cameo in the movie as himself after they've been joking about him the whole time. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, probably really funny if you know who Willie Denzi is. But I do not. Yeah. And I don't care about whatever jokes they have about his, like, big hit or whatever. Yeah. And I think that that was a lot of the experience of watching this movie, is that, like, sincerely, I would not advocate for this movie, but there are parts that I really laughed at, yeah, and there are other parts that just went so over my head that I'm like, I, right. don't, I don't have a reaction. I'm
1: curious if it was... Do you have any sense of whether or not it was popular in France with the youths?
0: I don't know that this movie did particularly well, but I also could not find much information because uh, this premiered in a couple... I think it was at Fantastic Fest... And then it might have been itself South By in the United States. But there is almost no journalism done on this in English. Hmm. So when I did my research for this two months ago, and I have some of the browser <laughs> tabs still open that oh I've kept God. open for two months. Um, when I did my research for this, I had to read a couple things like... Google auto-translating web pages. Mm. uh, because there really wasn't a lot for me to read in English. So I don't know that this movie is even big enough to be on most people's radars. It's more like, I think, I mean, to just make a direct comparison, um, Hannah Hart and Grace Helbig, they made a movie... They
1: did do that. That
0: was like, about, I don't know, it was about like summer camp or
1: something? Yeah, it was camping. Uh... No, I think it's more like that, and that people We're didn't like, really watch, did they? Even well, I if think if you're a them. fan of
0: those YouTubers, you're like, oh, cool, this is a project that yeah. people that I like to watch are doing. But I don't know that it.
1: But I think there's a lot of people who like Hannah Hart who did not watch that movie, like me included. Like I like I'm not a fan of Hannah Hart, but I like her. And if someone was like, this movie's great, you should like put it on your list. I would do that. But it just never, it didn't make its way.
0: I think into my point is that, like I don't know that this was this was like on people's radar fair enough but it's on netflix and uh there are people who have watched it because it's on netflix and, yeah. and again I, I i think there's a lot of plot but you have to imagine as we're talking about this it is just like a lot of jokes just like a thousand jokes a minute mm-hmm. and
1: i wrote down that it was very camp
0: yeah i would say like a like 40 of them were funny
1: the jokes. Yeah. If I meant the people for a second. No, the jokes. I don't even
0: remember all the people. There's so Can many. Can I read
1: you my um, notes for the characters? I can't wait. Okay. So we have Sam, mean hot girl. Okay. Uh, Stefan is Sam's ex. He's an asshole. He's type A. Do you remember him? No. <laughs> Charlotte is Sam's cousin. She's quiet. She wears glasses. Remember definitely her. remember her. She's like She spends a lot of the movie wandering around outside.
0: She's like the character from Until Dawn. Who dies. Which one? The girl who dies at the beginning of Until Dawn.
1: She is a lot like her, yes. You're completely right.
0: In the first ten minutes of Until
1: Dawn. Yeah. Uh, Jamal, he's an actor. He's not white. He's had sex with Sam and he has a big dick. That he, he talks about a lot.
0: He does talk about his dick a lot. He also talks in English sometimes. Does he? Yes.
1: Don't remember that. Okay. Um, Bruno is the redhead. Remember I him? Don't remember any, I do not remember him at all. Uh... Nadine and Fabrice are the couple I mentioned earlier. Bruno's mom is a uh, pharmacist. I do remember that. I don't remember him at all. I can't even picture what his face looks He's
0: like. He's like the awkward one. Jamal's the one who fucks. Yeah. And Bruno's the one who's like coming out of his shell.
1: I still cannot picture him.
0: He's the only redhead. I know. it. All he
1: wrote down was redhead. Uh, yeah. Nadine and Fabrice are the um, couple. Nadine is like the planner. She's blonde. Fabrice has glasses. Um, Drazik is the stoner? He is hands down the best character in my opinion. Yes. Uh, he's extremely funny, but in like a very dry way. Mm-hmm. Um, Jess is a gap tooth butch. That's what I wrote down. And Enzo, I wrote no explanation necessary, which was a dumb thing for me to write down. <laughs> Not because I didn't realize I would need these notes in two months when an explanation was absolutely necessary. So,
0: I do remember who Enzo is. Okay, who's Enzo? Enzo is one of the character's exes who shows up halfway through the movie
1: oh! in a car. Oh. He has like a, a a fuck van. He's Sam's ex. Or he's Sam's current boyfriend because Stefan's her ex and Sam is currently having sex with Enzo.
0: Sure, I don't remember the the interpersonal relationships. No longer, we're we're well past that event horizon. <laughs> um he, he's like every shitty James Franco character. Mm-hmm. He like he has like a wrestler's entrance where like music plays and he like walks in in yeah. slow motion. Um, his car is named Clit, and they which all I like think love a, him.
1: Obsessed. They like are obsessed with him. I think it's a night rider joke. Like, like in what Kit? way?
0: like the car kit the talks oh. from night rider his oh. car is called clit he has a big ol snake uh i'm not talking about his dick but <laughs> he has like a, a snake in his van in the van and it's like a hippie, like shag van that like clearly all he does is fuck in it mm-hmm. um he is like ultimate fuckboy yeah but he has like this triumphant entrance in the middle of the movie and then he immediately gets his
1: legs chopped off
0: well his foot caught in a bear trap in the yard of this mansion. Um, and then ends up, doesn't he have a threesome with two of the women? Or, like, is with going Jess, to.
1: They're, like, dancing for him. I, he, he, they're in the, he's in the bedroom and he's like, I'm dying. You know what? I would really love if you guys, like,
0: took your shirts sex. off.
1: I don't think they did. I think someone else walked in and was this like, This is a PG 13 movie here? as well, so probably not. No, yeah. I think they just took their shirts off and were, like, dancing for him.
0: I don't know. I think this is better than the scary movie, but a lot of the humor is pretty broad. I mean, yeah. I'm being kind of dismissive about it, like, when I'm talking about things like the clit joke. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's pretty broad, but I think that the actor's delivery is good enough, usually, mm-hmm. that, like, this is a movie that you could turn your brain off and have fun
1: with. Yeah. I mean, I really do. I remember Drazik making me laugh a lot. Because I really, really loved him. I maintain that I loved him. And doesn't he... Does he live? Don't they... Doesn't he live? I do not Isn't remember it who survives. is him, him and, uh, I believe, um... The girl, Charlotte. I feel like they're the ones who live at the end.
0: I do remember that there is a running joke where Drazik is trying to remember who Oscar Pistorius is. Yes. Through the whole movie. Through <laughs> the whole movie, he and is trying to It's extremely, is, remember. extremely Cause funny. Because there's a
1: part where, aren't they supposed to be hiding? Yes. He's like, who's that man who uh, lost his legs and then killed someone? And everyone's like, we don't know. Like, stop talking about it. We're worried for our lives here. And, and they're like hiding, hiding in the walls. He's like, and then he Oscar, goes, Pist- Oscar Pistorius? <laughs> And almost gets caught. So we should talk about
0: what's happening in this movie. Yeah. It's a it's just as rote as you think. All of these sexy young people are in a mansion in I think they're in Belgium.
1: They're partying um, hard.
0: They're partying hard and a killer is killing them off one by one. Mm-hmm. Um the killer is like a monster in know, or like a, a person in like a monstrous like antler deer head mask thing. Mm-hmm. Um I don't
1: remember that at all. Is that bad? Why did I write down the Spanish boar? I have no idea. What?
0: (laughs) The Spanish boar? I wrote
1: down the Spanish boar with like eight exclamation points or uh, question marks. Charlotte finds a feral hog
0: in the woods who talks to her in Spanish, telling her that this is the devil's home and that they should leave.
1: There you go. That's what I wrote down. That's
0: why you should take better notes. The
1: like, boar. Except no, just... no, I really enjoyed opening up this document and just seeing the Spanish boar and having no idea what. I mean, it meant. thankfully,
0: I have a cross reference for it because Thank I'm you. also reading my notes for the first time in two months. I
1: appreciate that. I really don't have that many notes. They're all just like, "This is camp." Uh, am I am I going to be worried about this tiny dog? And I was right to be worried because the dog does die. Uh, I also wrote, "Bruno kicking the shit out of Stefan is art." Okay. And, um, which is true because Stefan sucks and Bruno, I don't remember him, but I remember liking him more than Stefan. So that's kind of, that's it for me. But it doesn't, this, this, my notes don't have the number one thing that I will remember from this movie forever, which we can get into whenever you want.
0: The ending? Yes. Why don't we just talk about it? Because, I mean, again, sorry to our listener. And we have something else planned. We're not gonna, just going to talk about this movie we don't remember <laughs> for 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, but we can move into the ending because I think that we have given listeners as much of a sense as we're going to. Yeah,
1: it's like your classic slasher going through the teens. That's it. Well, it was a comedy. It's, yeah.
0: it's like explicitly a comedy. It's not just like a campy slasher. It is... They're telling jokes at every yeah. turn. So the ending... The, the antler monster thing is not a monster, um, but it's Nadine?
1: It's both of them. It's Nadine and Fabrice. There's a part... Like, this is the one I was like, oh, okay... Because they're wandering through this big mansion and there's tunnels, like typical of a mansion where you can kind of go behind the closets and stuff and walk through the tunnels. And at one point they are in someone, they're in someone's bedroom. They're like, oh, like someone used to live here. This stuff's still here. And it's like like a young girl's bedroom. And on the wall is written like Nadine and Fabrice. Yeah. Like with a heart around it. And they're like, wait a second, like... We know Nadine and Fabrice. Like, did they live here? Like,
0: also they're a couple.
1: They're a couple. We're like, when like ha- we didn't know that they were since they were children. This is weird. Like, this is confusing. And then they run into them in the in the you know the hallways, the hallways, the secret hallways. And Nadine and Fabrice are like in on it together, and they are the ones who've been murdering everybody. And they killed their own dog because their whole thing is that they are. One, siblings.
0: I was going to say, you missed the big reveal.
1: That's not the big... Yeah, that's... I don't know when that happens, though. I don't remember what else they see where they're like, wait a second, they both grew up in this house. It's part of the plot of this movie that we didn't write down. Yeah. They're siblings. They're a couple. And they're really into... What's the word? Taxidermy. Taxidermy. So they're taxiderming all of these animals. They kill and taxidermy the people that they love.
0: Oh, yeah. Including the aforementioned Willie Denzi R&B singer. (laughs) Um, their, like, whole thing is that they murder people because they love them, and then they can stuff them, and they'll be with them forever.
1: Right. Because Fabrice has an emotional scene earlier in the movie where he's just like, I don't have any family Yeah. I can't remember if they are, like, biological siblings or they were both adopted into...
0: They were both adopted by the Baron. I don't... I don't know... remember if they're biological siblings or not.
1: Right. But so Fabrice's whole thing is like, oh, I'm so... Like, you guys are my family. Like, I love you so much. I don't... I don't have a family. Because I guess when they were presenting their families to the outside world, they're obviously not going to present that they both have the same parents. So he would be like, I don't know my parents. But so they all, at one point, like, he's crying at the dinner table and they're all comforting him. Because they're like, oh, we love you, Fabrice. And like... Let me tell you, at that point in the movie, I was like, Fabrice is the best. I was like, he's the nicest character. He's so sweet. To be to be honest, that whole dinner scene
0: is really good. Yeah. Like, these char- these characters feel really lived in and, like, realized. Yeah. As this... silly
1: as they are, well, there is an emotional element, Especially, at,
0: at, uh, like, up front, there are a lot of characters, and I think they all get their day in the sun. Like, I feel like we did... The movie did a good job of setting this up, as, as well as it can in the limited time it has and being a comedy, um... And then it just, like, it sort of devolves into the bodily function humor and, mm-hmm. like, the slasher tropes. Mm-hmm. But it starts out, like, as a core group of people that I feel like their relationships are all interesting. It's also it's also shot pretty well. That's irrelevant to the uh, yes. Premise. But, like, this movie looks pretty good.
1: I do think that the friendships work. I think that that's why it gets more ridiculous. And that is why the sibling reveal, uh, reveal comes out of, like, absolute nowhere for me, because the way that they reveal it is also so silly. I can, like, picture it in my head that, like, they've got... I think it's um, Drazeek and Charlotte, like, tied up, and they're, like, bragging to them about how they're siblings and also that they're fucking, and the other uh, two tied up people are like, oh, my God, this is so ridiculous. And so it's just this weird, like... It, it's a strange mix of, like, they have these genuine emotional moments where they're all, like... Jealous of each other, and sleeping with each other, and, like, it's a real friend, like, you know, a real Mm -hmm. friend group, and then it gets so bizarre by the end. It really goes off the rails. And I think that's why, like, like I said, if this was a different movie that we watched two months ago. I might have forgotten everything about it, but it was just bananas enough that every time we've been like, oh, we need to record that episode, I've been like, I remember that fucking incest storyline. Like, that's gonna stick with me, unfortunately. So, any final thoughts on the manoir before we move on? I don't know. Like, I feel like we've been really all over the place with like, it's crazy, but it's good and it's fun, but it's ridiculous. I think here, so
0: it's not that good.
1: No, it's, it's just probably not, not good enough to justify like watching it. It's just not. T- it's not
0: bad. It could be bad. Scary movies bad. Yeah, and this isn't bad. It's just.
1: I think we had a fine time watching. Yeah. It probably wouldn't recommend it though just watch Mind games or there are have so the many
0: other things you should watch yeah. that aren't this yeah so we have been sick and procrastinating um the thought that I had was that maybe we should go through all of the horror movies we've watched since Le Manoir yeah and maybe talk about them a little bit sure um I think the first one is probably the biggest the biggest topic of discussion here uh but we did see it chapter two
1: we sure did.
0: A lifetime ago,
1: on September sixth, yeah, and it ruined my life. Do to get into that? that? Just a little, just briefly. Um, <laughs> this is probably why we haven't recorded this podcast because I've been like living in an It Chapter Two world for like a full two months now. I guess actually, like a month, a month and a half. Uh, it feels like an entire lifetime. I. Don't really like IT Chapter 2. It's fine. It's fine. I felt the same way when we watched IT in 2017, which we also saw in theaters. The
0: highest grossing horror movie of all time. Which
1: made us both really angry at the time, because you were like, wow, there's like a lot of really excellent horror movies that have come out, like, in theaters in the past few years that have been, like, blatantly ignored. Like, don't breathe. You know, nobody saw that movie. That's a really good, solid movies that have come out in the last few years in theaters that could have done as well as this. Like, Don't Breathe, I really loved, and Blair Witch, you and I, the Blair Witch remake, you and I lost our whole minds yeah, for when great. it came out. Adam Wingard. People did not see it. Those are great movies. And so why did everyone flock to this clown movie? I don't know. I don't think it's ever particularly good. I think that it. I, what I have now glommed on to um, are the people, the relationships. I think that I remember actually thinking that the kids were really funny um, in the first one and then in this new one. Obviously, Bill Hader is the most important actor currently acting these days. Like, he's is... In the... <laughs> Don't shake your head at me. Um, he's perfect. He's wonderful. Uh, and at Chapter 2, it, he is holding it all on his shoulders. Like, there is no one... If he wasn't in that movie the movie would be 100% terrible. He's what raises it up, like, three yeah. stars. But I have a particular problem with the chapter two being just, like, I think just always going to, like, the dumbest version of Pennywise. Like, I think he could be really scary, and I think he is scary in the very first scene of It when he's in the sewer.
0: Uh, I think there's some really good scary sequences. He, um, he convinces a little girl under the bleachers to, like, come mm-hmm. into his... Gaping Maw.
1: Yeah. I think that's the problem. I hate his gaping maw. Yeah. I hate when he opens his mouth and he has all those teeth. I think that it like is the dumbest thing.
0: I think it looks great. It looks really stupid. I think so much of the CGI in both movies looks really we should also say we're spoiling this, so.
1: Sorry. Whatever. <laughs> it's been out for a
0: month. Who cares? Uh don't see it. Or do it. Who gives a shit? A lot of the CGI looks very stupid. I think that uh Billy Scar's Pennywise looks great.
1: I think he does too. I love his like red lines that go up from his mouth into his eyes. I think it looks great. I love that um I looked up a lot of trivia about this movie because I'm, you know, obsessing over it even though I hate it. Uh and like he has fake teeth that make him drool. And Andy is it Muschetti? How Muschetti. It? Muschetti. Spaghetti, uh was true like, spaghetti. True spaghetti was like, Oh, actually that's really fucking creepy. So we're not gonna fix that. You should just drool because it's gross and like good. I think just he works in a lot of ways. And then they literally, Andy Spaghetti always goes for the gross out thing first, and then it's just never going to be my thing. But in terms of acting and in terms of changes that they made um, from the original, obviously text and then the 1990 miniseries um, were good. They were good updates. They were good 2019 updates. I... I wish that it was not what my current fixation, <laughs> but it's it happens. I guess I'm glad. I, it's fun that it's a horror movie. Movie yeah. fandoms suck, though. It's not fun.
0: I feel like we could have a whole separate podcast about it and fandom um, <laughs> that we don't need to get into. <laughs> the other thing is, uh, we actually have a lot of thoughts. Both of us have a lot of thoughts about It Chapter 2, but I am not exaggerating to say that we talk about this movie which neither of us like that much almost every day. We really do. Um, I'm sorry,
1: it's mostly my fault. So
0: I don't want to talk about it that much. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh But it's, uh, again, dear listener, it's only because Liz makes me talk about it constantly. It's
1: really bad. I can't wait to be free. Semi-free Andy Spaghetti. There
0: is a really good scene, this is the only thing I have to say about a chapter two, mm-hmm. there is a really good scene with Jessica Chastain, who plays Bev, in a stall, and there being just an ocean of blood... And mm-hmm. it is a practical effect, and you can tell because it looks fucking great. It's the most blood ever used in a movie. It was supposedly three or four different sets that they had to, um, like shoot different sequences on and then CGI those sets together because if you've seen the movie, you know there's like a thing where like,, um, Ben is drowning in, Dirt. Like in dirt and is like reaching out, and there's no way that that could possibly be practical on this in like the 3D space, but it's a practical effect. And the Jessica Chastain drowning in blood is a practical effect. But they're facing each other. And then they're like CGI'd together. Yeah. And I think it's great. And I really want to say kudos to Jessica Chastain, A list actress, for being game to just be fucking drenched in yeah, fake blood. Yeah, because then they would
1: just cover her and, and then she would spend get dry the and the rest just... of the
0: movie drenched in, in <laughs> fake, fake blood. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: Honestly everybody like everybody in this movie for being game because she yeah. her James McAvoy, he's game the whole time. Bill Hader's very game for what's being thrown at him. It's, yeah. it's a good it's a really good cast.
0: It's a it's a fine movie. Fine film. The next thing on uh that we watched, and I am I should also say I'm surprising Liz with this. Uh she has not a review of these, no. Uh is Jim Jarmish's movie from earlier this year, The Dead Don't Die which is a zombie comedy.
1: Mm-hmm. This is a horror movie, right? It sure is, uh, but it's boring as hell. It It's not boring as hell. It's, it's boring as It's not hell. that good. <laughs> I think it's pretty boring. Adam Driver
0: says ghouls in a very fun voice. Yeah, he sure does. Um, the it, thing I
1: will remember from this movie, and it is, I think, the funniest thing about it is that the running gag the whole movie is that the song The Dead Don't Die by... What's the name? Surgical Simpson? Surgical Simpson keeps coming on the radio, and whenever it does, whoever's in the car is like, oh, the dead don't die.
0: <laughs> it's not just... Well, yeah, well, first of all, I like, keep talking about the song. Also, Adam Driver's character, for some reason, is a meta character. Yes. And the other ones aren't. So, like... Bill Murray is talking to him and is like, "Oh well, how wh- uh, do you
1: know this?" Da da da. da. And Adam was like, "Cause I read the script." Cause it's in the movie. Yeah. I forgot about that. Oh God. This it's pretty movie, funny. This movie had such potential, but I really do think it was pretty boring. Yeah. It just like.
0: Tilda Swinton plays oozes, like an a Irish witch.
1: Yeah, she's like the um, court like the coroner. Yeah. And she puts like crazy makeup on people, uh, at, when she's taking them apart. And she's Irish, and she like can use um, swords to kill the zombies. She's yeah. like really good at killing zombies. I don't know. It just didn't come together.
0: It definitely... I agree. It doesn't come together, but there are a lot of individual elements in it that I like a lot. I liked it probably like marginally more than It Chapter 2, but not a oh, lot. Oh,
1: wow. No, I liked it less, but that's my own problem. Uh, yeah. That's, that's a personal problem. <laughs> yeah.
0: They have the same star rating on my litter box.
1: I think I have uh, It Chapter 2 three and
0: 3.5. Of course you do. Uh, I, wow. I, bring up, I bring up The Dead Don't Die... Only because it is a zombie comedy that ties into
1: the next, next horror movie. movie we
0: saw, which was One Cut of the Dead.
1: Which, one of the greatest movies ever made.
0: Yeah. I don't want to say anything else. Nope. Unfortunately. It's a zombie comedy. It is uh, It's a Japanese film that was released a couple years ago, um, but is only now getting U.S. distribution through Shudder, which is a horror streaming service that I assume many of our listeners are at least aware of. Um, we had the privilege of seeing it in a movie theater, a mm-hmm. Music Box. Shout out! Shout out to Music Box here in Chicago. Um, and I cannot recommend this highly enough. It is an absolute delight. Go yeah. in knowing nothing.
1: Yeah. And you will have but so watch much it. fun. If you have the opportunity, watch it as soon as, as humanly soon as possible.
0: Can. It is. It is so much fun. I, I'm sorry to, that we can't say more about it because no. I, I really think that it has. We to... went
1: in going and not knowing nothing. We, we didn't and know it anything. Made our experience so perfect.
0: It, it has such genuine, like, lovely like, surprises, and I want the movie to work its magic on you. Uh, next would be In the Mouth of Madness, which we also saw Although at... before
1: we watched that, I did watch It 2017 and <laughs> the It miniseries.
0: You so talk that's about on that? my
1: list. No, I don't, except that the It miniseries is garbage and I hate it at the end.
0: Great. Uh, I think I was seeing Chance the Rapper while you watched... You were. ...the It miniseries. <laughs> I had
1: myself a little It night.
0: Uh, we watched In the Mouth of Madness, which is... One of our favorites, both oh, yes. of us, uh, also yes. at the Music Box, had a midnight showing. It God, was uh... shouts
1: out to the Music Box. Seriously. I love it uh,
0: on genuine film, real film grain. Mm-hmm. You could tell that it was those thirty-year-old. Yep, film it, was grain. A,
1: it was a midnight showing. So there were people there dressed up, which was a the. I was like so delighted that there were other people in the world who feel the same about this movie that I do.
0: I think we've talked about it before. I don't know if um, all of our listeners are aware of it. It is a John Carpenter movie um, from nineteen eighty-four.
1: Part of his um Apocalypse, Apocalypse Trilogy. trilogy. Mm-hmm. Which is
0: The Thing, Prince of Darkness, and then In the Mouth of Madness. Uh, and it's kind of a combination meta Stephen
1: King slash... Monster movie.
0: Well, H.P. Lovecraft. Like, eldritch being, Eldritch, yes. like, uh, New England horror movie that I... It's really
1: meta, and it's really fun. It's really good. It's like... The thing to me that that I loved it is it's very surreal. Yeah. Like, if it didn't have these certain elements of, like, I won't spoil, but there's a scene where they are trying to get to this town in New Hampshire. New Hampshire, right? I believe so. And they're just driving down this road, and they don't really know where they're going, and it becomes so surreal and out there that they're just, like, driving down this road forever. And that's a very easy way to get me, like... is do, like, surrealist horror elements. yeah. And so this movie does that so well. It's so creepy. It's so good. I can't recommend it enough. It's the most fun.
0: John Carpenter rules. Uh, We watched Get Out again, which is a great movie. Mm -hmm. I don't know that we need to say anything else about it. That movie just rules. No, you
1: all should know (laughs) that Get Out is a great movie.
0: We watched The Terminator, which Liz had never seen before. I hadn't. And which we realized in the span of watching it that it kind of is a horror movie. <laughs> it really
1: is. There... It, it, well, I, you told me, this is a great fact, that um, James Cameron was very inspired by How- John Carpenter's Halloween. Yeah. And it has those vibes in such a big way. Like, yeah. It's just about a monster coming stalking you. you. I mean, yeah. like, it's basically It Follows. Like, they have the same plot. It's basically, just, yeah. Something's coming for you. You can run. You can even have, like, some quiet moments but you better not get too, you know... Comfortable. Comfortable, because he's banging down your door. Like, that's... It's the same plot as it follows. So it's definitely has horror elements as well as action elements. But, uh, I, yeah. it's a, it's, It's got horror, for sure.
0: Once again, not a lot to say about The Terminator, because it's the fucking Terminator. Like, it's good.
1: Yep. Go watch it. <laughs> Go watch it. Especially in advance of
0: it coming out. Uh, we watched Joel Schumacher's The Lost Boys, which you had also never seen. I
1: had never seen. And it was a... I feel like we're... we're tackling a lot of gaps in my, in my movie knowledge. This, Absolutely. This year and this month in general, just a lot of things that I've like never seen that it is time for me to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the, and it was, we've all talked about on this podcast before. I'm not the biggest vampire person. Yes. I find vampires pretty boring. Um, but this was fun. Yeah. It was a good one.
0: It's a really fun movie. It's so campy. It's so gay. hmm um, It very much is. Keeper Sutherland's really good in it. Yep. I really like his, Pretty like, hot. blonde, sexy vibe. Yeah. Uh, Draco Malfoy. <laughs> he is, yes. Um, and 1987. So, like, would Interview with a Vampire be as gay as it is if it weren't for The Lost Boys? We Lost never know. Boys
1: walked so every other vampire movie could run.
0: <laughs> also relevant this year because of Jordan Peele's Us, um, which... Yes! They make a joke in Us that... Well, it's not really a joke. It's It's a serious. reference. Yeah. Um, that they're filming the Lost Boys on a boardwalk in the same town at the same time the events of Us are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fun. Which is very cool. We watched Bong Joon-ho's Parasite, mm-hmm. which I also don't want to say much about, and is only like 20% a horror movie. Yeah, it's
1: really... I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd call it a horror movie.
0: It's enough of a thriller um, that I feel like it merits mentioning. Also, sure. we've watched... We're talking about the horror movies. We've watched like 30 movies in the past, like six weeks. Yes. We uh, watched
1: Snowpiercer and Okia. Snowpiercer definitely has horror elements. Yes.
0: Uh, we've been very busy watching movies. Mm-hmm. We're just hitting the, the horror notes that I wanted to bring up Parasite because it uh, just went in the weather release this past weekend um, and it's really good. And I'm sure if you are the kind of person who listens to a movie podcast like this, you already know that you should see it. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to reinforce that and it has enough horror elements that I wanted to Yeah, highlight it, it. Mm-hmm. especially because it ties into our next movie.
1: Train to Busan. Which is Train to Busan, a movie that neither of us had seen. Also a huge gap in both of our horror knowledge, because i just been hearing for years that this was a great movie. Like yes. a great zombie movie, a great horror movie. It do- What I'd heard before was that it kind of does what I love in horror, which is be really scary, but also be very emotional. Um, and I think that it, for me, it delivered on that in a big way.
0: It was for me, big. a little less so. Mm-hmm. Though I'll be honest, the further I get from the movie, the more warmly I feel towards it. Really? In the moment, I thought that a lot of the... Especially the latter half, I found pretty emotionally manipulative, Mm -hmm. and also kind of frustrating for the sake of what I felt like it was just kind of twisting the knife a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But the further I get from the movie, the more I kind of appreciate sort of the bigger picture plot machinations. And I gotta say, even though this movie didn't work for me on the same level as you, the zombies are fucking incredible. They're
1: so... Oh my god. They're terrifying. I am not a zombie person. Mm -hmm. I never have been. I think that they're pretty stupid. (laughs) This is just me on this podcast being like, vampires dumb, zombies dumb, (laughs) like I'm sorry. but I do, I do think zombies are very boring. And I think these zombies are terrifying. Every time one of them would like snap their head over to the camera, I would like cry a little bit on the inside. Their eyes are scary. The people who are playing the zombies, I think a lot of them must be like contortionists because they can move their bodies in a way that is—it's so horrifying. Listen,
0: it's so freaky. I—I I, I don't know because part of me thinks that some of it has to be CGI.
1: Mm-hmm. I know like, some of it is,
0: like, or combination of CGI and like in-camera effects to like speed up and slow stuff down. Sure. Because it is—you're right—it's so unnatural yeah. the way they move. They're terrifying. Um, and they're so fast. They're and so they're, fast. They're rabid. They're
1: so vicious. They're so vicious. But I loved that they were not very smart. I think yeah. that was a very good choice to make, that they are very strong, very fast, very angry, want to kill you immediately, but they can't, like, open doors. Right. So this movie was able to play with, like, they're very dangerous, but you can get away from them. And you can
0: have moments of respite, because those are really important. I think a lot of the set pieces, too, really work. I think setting it on a train... Um, the best. It's a great place to is, set is, it's I mean, Snowpiercer, as we were just yeah. talking about. But, uh... <laughs>
1: And Murder on the Orient Express is the classic kind of like yeah. we're all in this train together. No one's gotten off on no, the station. That's more of
0: a mystery than something as action oriented as running away from a pursuer. You are
1: correct, but I think it's the same thing of like
0: fighting your way through a train. I think w- works really well in, in both Snowpiercer mm. and um, Train to Busan. Yeah, because it is it is so. Both those movies are so like literally action like the fists are flying. Yes, and blood you get is, in between is spurting. the door
1: to the door and close that little like vestibule thing Yeah, like, I just you're think fine. it
0: works. It works to segment the plot so so well. Mm-hmm. And I think that like I really appreciate the decision to make this movie the way that they
1: did. I agree.
0: Not a zombie person you say uh as we just recap the third zombie movie we watched in the past <laughs> month. Know.
1: Uh
0: That's it though. The most recent thing we watched was Train to Busan um which again, I I would recommend I think you absolutely. I would.
1: highly recommend it. I think that you're you're not wrong about being emotionally manipulated. I think that like it does get rough when you're like, oh my god, I love this character, they're dying. Oh, I love this character, they're dying. Oh, I love this character, they're dying. I hate
0: this character, they're never going to get their comeuppance. They're
1: not. They're not dying in a way that's satisfying enough for me. And so, but I think that like one, that's kind of the genre. Sure. Like, just in essence, is that people are going to die. And this movie is not trying to pull punches in terms of, like, you have this group of, like, six or seven people that you really like. Not all of them are going to make it. And yeah. if they all did, it would be weird. And I think but the end of this movie, not, I won't spoil, but, like, the end of this movie is extremely hopeful. Yes. And that being, there's a moment where I truly thought we were going to, like lose more characters, and I uh, got very angry. But then we didn't, and the end is very hopeful, and it's very human, and it's very much about like what makes people human, and I think that that is very much up my alley. Yeah. So that's what we've been
0: watching. Um, I do just want to point out uh, what we're going to watch next, as in literally when we're done recording this podcast, <laughs> we're going to go watch George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. So again, with the zombie I I think that this is just sort of our zombie month. It is, yeah. Right and I'm now. trying,
1: and similarly to how I uh, have tried to do that with vampires in the years previous since we watched a vampire movie for this podcast, I'm try. You know, I'm trying to find the zombie movies I do like, and I'm trying to at least have a historical sense of them. And I think what has happened, we've talked about both of our horror movie histories on this podcast. Yeah. But I came into horror watching mostly the shit that was coming out in like the late 2010s, early 2000s, no, late 2000s, early 2010s, um, which is only a copy of a copy of a copy of what came out that was actually good. So it's like, yeah, I don't like the vampires that were coming out in like 2007, but maybe I do like the vampires that were coming out in the 80s because those were the real... Like that's movie what vampires, vampires were alive
0: and they were real. <laughs> Shut
1: up. But I think that that's kind of what I'm trying to do now is realize that like what I what I watch and hated is not is not good. Nobody likes that shit. Yeah. Like it's all garbage. So trying to understand, have a sense of history, and like watching Night of the Living Dead, where have zombies like come from? Like what are the what's the actual like root of the movie zombie? Uh, if I can get to that, maybe I can figure out what I like about zombies, what I don't like.
0: Yeah. So, listeners, thanks for being patient with us as we've been away. We mm-hmm. are going to... We are sincerely back now uh, to recording more consistently. We're going to uh, try. I also want to point out that uh, while we were gone, um, this podcast turned
1: three years old. It sure did. That's so crazy. We're only at on episode 69.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a shame we, we couldn't we do take something too many more, vacations. more fun with episode 69, either.
1: We did watch a pretty horny movie. The yeah. mansion was pretty horny, in a bad way, though.
0: Yeah, not that's the worst part of the movie. <laughs> so, as for what's next, I think we were going to pick something, um, mm-hmm. because it is Halloween season, and we wanted to... There's a lot of horror movies you want to watch anyway, mm-hmm. so why don't we pick something that we want to watch that's on Netflix, and then talk about it. mm mm-hmm. um, in the Tall Grass just came out on Netflix. Yep. And so we're gonna try to watch that and talk about it next week. Yep. In fact, because we have we owe you quite a backlog of We sure
1: do. We're gonna just sense. come out this one real quick because I, I have been interested in watching this one and I'm in a big Stephen King mood. Oh, like, are you? Yes. <laughs> Fuck you, Stephen King. Ruining my life all the time. It's terrible.
0: So we're gonna watch in the Tall Grass, um, the new Netflix. That a Anything else that you want
1: to say to the listeners? Sorry. <laughs> sorry um don't watch it chapter 2.
0: <laughs> I wasn't fishing for that, but yes. <laughs> Cuz
1: it'll ruin your life. Run run very far away from it chapter 2.
0: Well, until next time. You can check us out uh, on our website, which is back up.
1: It was down.
0: It was down. It
1: fucked up so bad.
0: We're so sorry. We're so sorry. Uh at downstreetweek.com.
1: And on Twitter and Facebook at Now Screaming.
0: Are we sure that those are still up?
1: The, yes, our Twitter is still up. I actually do regularly. We tweet, we, we tweet from it. We tweet from the Twitter? Please tweeter? go visit our Twitter. We tweet from the Twitter. <laughs> we tweet from Twitter. Uh,
0: thank you, as always, to Wes Craven for inspiring us to do this podcast that we started three years and two weeks ago with an episode on Scream 2. hmm
1: Which is currently sitting in our... Um, blu-ray player right now it is in
0: the ps4 it's been
1: in the blu-ray player for like two weeks <laughs> i'm gonna just put it on at some point just get ready for scream 2 in your future we're
0: we're holding it together over here folks yep. <laughs> all right until next time everybody
1: stay, stay spooky,
0: spooky.